Welcome to Inhale, Exhale, Elevate. I am Autumn Shelton. Today's guest is Joe Grande. He is the co-host of Cannabis Talk 101. He's an accomplished sales manager, passionate about building great teams and repeat customer loyalty. Award recipient for breaking down barriers and a proven track record for increasing profits. No matter what role he holds, he's always compelled to help. Whether it is solving a technical or business problem, he thrives in environments where there is a need to simplify complexity and increase the bottom line. Grande also created a partnership with iHeartMedia and CT101 Inc. Making the podcast Cannabis Talk 101 the first cannabis show to partner with iHeartMedia. Now you can stream every award-winning Cannabis Talk 101 show worldwide in HD on the free iHeartRadio app, keyword Cannabis Talk 101. Featuring Blue and Joe Grande, they are the world's number one source for everything cannabis. Welcome to Inhale, Exhale, Elevate podcast. I am Autumn Shelton. This is a podcast hosted from our Santa Barbara Coast family cannabis farm to help keep your feet on the ground and your head in the sky. Autumn Brands and our female founders have a message that goes beyond just flowers. Learn about how our two families created a booming cannabis company that is leading the industry towards cleaner and more sustainable cannabis production. We aspire to move beyond strictly cannabis to help plant medicine lose the stoner stigma as we talk about all things holistic health. Welcome, well, Joe. Well, look at you, Autumn. Jeez. I mean, what are you like? Uh, <laughs> going to take Karen Kay's job over there at uh, Star 923? Welcome, Autumn. <laughs> Autumn in the mornings. Wake up with Autumn. I have a lot of fun with this. Awesome, Autumn. Look at you. <laughs> Not only are you an owner, but you're also a host. I love it. Well, thank you. Not I appreciate it. Well, enough about me. Tell us about you and how you entered the cannabis well, industry. Well, uh, I would say entered the cannabis industry as the adult, you know, at, a, at an older age when I met Blue uh, at his office, ironically. I was doing some credit card processing in the cannabis industry, and he was doing a seminar motto, which was the, hey, are you interested in getting into the cannabis industry? Well, I got your five-step formula, and you come to this seminar, come to that seminar. And I literally went there to help them with their processing because they were processing too much money, which whoever knew, which I'm sure you understand this in your game as well, processing money in the cannabis space is very hard. So I was able to help them out. And I went in there and met him. And when I met him, I was like telling him how I could help with the credit card processing. Then he tells me I do a show called Cannabis Talk 101 with the Pop Brothers at Law. We're on FM radio. And I went, oh, he goes, we want to interview you. So I go, cool. Well, let me come by uh, this, the radio station, which is uh, 101.5 KOCI. And I went to the radio station on a Wednesday night. They interviewed me. We hit it off. And then after that show, it was funny because it was only me and Craig and Blue. Mark wasn't there. And I remember afterwards telling Blue, going, you know what, Blue? I think there's something here. Like, I, I feel some great chemistry and energy. And I feel like if I came aboard, I could really help this show grow. And he goes, it's, it's crazy. I feel the same way because he knew me from my radio history. Because, you know, I used to work at Power 106, Kiss FM. And I did a morning show in the Bay Area. And my degree in college was radio television and film so i have an extensive background in that and i was like if i could just help structure the show a little bit kind of like what you just did at that intro like that was great right like structure like that an intro or this <laughs> or that just things of that nature that make it a real show 
um, it could be better. And they were aboard with it. Craig wasn't at, at first because Craig's an old man and grumpy pants from the Pop Brothers at Law. And he had to go home and tell his wife and his because Craig didn't know who I was, which was awesome. I don't know who Joe Grande is. I don't know. And Mark was like, oh, that's Joe Grande. Blah, blah. <laughs> and Craig's wife had to tell him. So then they came back and said, Joe, this is a great idea. And they go, why don't you come next week to host with us? And I go, okay, cool. So I come back the next Wednesday to host on the radio station with them. And they had two guests on the show. And lo and behold, I'm there about 30 minutes before the show. I'm texting all of them. Hey, where are you guys at? Blah, blah, blah. About 15 minutes before the show, they all text me back going, dude, we're sorry. We can't make it. Can you hold down the fort? I'm like, you guys have two guests. I have no idea who they are. What do you mean? I've never even done this show before. And they're like, well, welcome to the team, brother. No way. <laughs> so that's right how in. I got into it um, from that aspect of, you know, being a, a radio show with them. And that's the, the story of how I got involved with them. So it was already, it had already kind of started before you jumped in, though. It just wasn't where they wanted it to be. Well, before that... I got involved, there were Blue already started Cannabis Talk 101 with two other guys before he met Mark and Craig. Then he had some situations with those dudes, bought out those dudes, hooked up with Mark and Craig from the Pop Brothers at Law. They started doing the show together, them three, and that's when I met them. So they were about two years, three years before I met up with them, which was about five years ago. So all together, it's been around... And maybe even longer than that, actually. I think it was longer than that they were they were doing it. Blue, because Blue created it, right? Blue and um, I forget the other gentleman's name, yeah. that, uh, another lawyer back in the day. And um, damn, what's his name? I wish I could know it. I've heard it so many times, too. Anyhow, who? But uh, then he hooked up with Mark and Craig, and that's when I met up with them. And so that's been about, as it's 2023, just over five years ago now, since I started becoming a part of that show. And now I'm part owner of it. And your studio, and your, sorry, say it again. With me and Blue. So Blue and I now, I mean, Blue's the CEO. We both own it. So it's I love a good it. thing. And that your studio, though, is super special because it's not just about the podcast that you do. You offer opportunities for others to utilize the studio, and you have this incredible outdoor space there for events as well, right? right? So we call it the Cannabis Talk 101 Campus, which is wonderful. We also have a full-on kitchen that allows shows to do cooking shows matter of fact we just did a cooking show the other day with this company that has uh, the molds and just presses to make gummies and this and that which is a really cool machine we do um you know uh, loran oils constantly is using our kitchen to do shows and i don't know if you guys are using loran oils or anybody is but they're phenomenal cooking oils period which they sell at like whole foods and everywhere else but they're great for cannabis products as well but just and, and regular food products. So my point is like they come in and they're coming in this month again for two days to record different shows because they'll fly in from out of state. And then we record several shows to play different months out. You know, we, we just don't play them all back to back. So we'll, we'll do those. And then we also use the kitchen to do catering for the events that we have there. As you mentioned, we have an outside patio where we've had the loonies perform live on stage. We've had um, other smoking events like I forget the name of the festival that we had there but one of the guys rented it and he had a full-on festival there we've had comedy shows there uh just you, you know your regular meet and greets uh things for our super bowl events that we've done and then we also have in the studio there what we call the campus the full-on other extra room that other companies can utilize to rent an office so we have other companies there that rent space from us 
and which is great because it's a hub for cannabis, right? You never know who's coming through that door. Like one day, this really beautiful, yeah. tall, white woman named Autumn came through the door from Autumn Brand. <laughs> and it was like, wow, even people from Santa Rosa and everywhere come from all the, but really though, we get people from Canada. We've had like the, the Canadians come. We've had people from all over the world actually travel in to our campus as you've seen it and been there. And it's so, we, we love it because it's such a mecca and a hub for cannabis that even High Times mm -hmm. just did their High Times Cup from our studio, you know, which is kind of like, oh, cool. a, um, I, I, we like to look at it as, as the fun. torch being handed over. <laughs> Going, <laughs> well, I need a zip line because it's still a little far for me. I wish I could be there yes. more often and get down there. So. Can we get a little skyline? Yeah, some type of events there. And in the backyard, there's the pool table, there's lounge couches, we have massage chairs, and it's just and it's very friendly with a full bar and full catering of food and this and that. So it's just a real mecca. And if anybody ever wants to come by, feel free to hit up Chris Franchino, Chris F at Cannabis Talk 101, and uh schedule yourself a tour. <laughs> Love it. Well, let's get back to you. So when was the first time you consumed cannabis or have you consumed yes, cannabis? The first time I consumed cannabis, I was six years old. I was uh, the baby brother of two older brothers there at the house. And my oldest brother was 16. And I remember listening to the double Dutch bus as the, he had a party at the house and my parents were out of town. And we had one of those power hitting <laughs> grenades that you put the joint on the inside and you squeeze it and does the power hit. And uh, that was the first time I ever consumed. Oh my God, yeah. you were a child. It's crazy to think <laughs> it when you think about it because as we both have young children and my kids now are eight and 10 and when they were both six, I look at them like, oh, I cannot believe that that's when I started smoking. And in fairness, I smoked from six yeah. to 26. I no longer smoke cannabis, I'll consume oils and CBDs and tinksters and rubs and pills and CBD tablets. But I've been completely sober, abstinence, the whole program guy for the last 25 years. So, you know, and then when I just had ankle surgery, I consumed cannabis and uh, but I didn't smoke joints, but I was drinking THC and using THC ingesting uh, with vape and pens for pain relief, because I look at the plant strictly as medicine. I mean, and, and even myself, I I use this daily yeah. as, as medicine. I'm not your, which I was younger, your recreational user and, you know, smoker, blunt smoker. I mean, for God's sakes, I smoked blunts with Biggie Smalls three days before he passed away. And, you know, I mean, just, there's just Aww. story after story of who I smoked with. But yeah, yeah. that's, a, yeah, I, can't, I imagine you could be here all day with these. But I'd love to hear, a, I'd, yeah, that's incredible. But my heart does like pour out being a six year old. I do. I have a seven and a half year old and a three and a half year old. And so I can't, I can't imagine being exposed to that and, and well, starting and, and that. And young as you think about that. And as um, I tell people, I go, you know what? I had a very dysfunctional childhood like that. Like that's not normal. Right. And, and then for me to grow up that way and then a lot of other bad things happened. It was like, okay, one thing after another. And then, you know, at the age of 26, I was a full on alcoholic druggie doing more than smoking weed. That's for sure. No. So, but it was good. I'm getting all emotional. Okay, okay. I'll take the hug later though. Chop it in the head. You owe me a good one. Okay. A good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. 
Um, okay, well, as a can, you're, I mean, you're a cannabis advocate and a non-choker. Um, so how do you stay strain savvy um, and being able to really kind of understand well, what's, the great part about what's really relevant my experience today? and position? You know, we have people like yourself come in all the time, right? So I'm interviewing cultivators, owners, grower, everybody in the industry. And I'm constantly learning more and more what terpenes are this, what terpenes are that, what profiles do this, what profiles do that. And I get to talk to people on the daily, right? We have five shows a week. So there's always somebody I'm learning from, whether yeah. it's what bugs they're putting into the pesticides to kill the other bugs, to help these things happen and not happen to which I think are more scientific where I'm like, wow, that was something new. I just realized the other day, right? We had the bug guy on and his knowledge was like, are you freaking kidding me? This is what you do in the game. Like, wow. Right. So I get to sit in a point where I'm not your daily consumer or user that goes, oh, this tastes great. That tastes great. I'm Mr. Nose guy going, this smells really good. I can smell where that goes from. Mm -hmm. And that comes from it. Oh, the guys at Gelato in San Diego just brought in some fire. Oh, look at that. Turbine. Oh, look at Autumn's brand. Look at this one. Look, you know, and I can see the differences. And then what I really realized through these years of doing the show is I'm really the advocate of it doesn't matter the percentage of THC in the cannabis at all mm -hmm. like when people think no. that like going well how strong mm -hmm. is it who cares what does it have and realize what your type is and then i realized as we talk about this autumn yeah. i've done work with the people who do the blood whack uh, the samples like the you know uh the history of like where you come from now you can do that with the dna's for your for thc and you could find out which thc is going to work yeah. perfect for your body so like you know i i've been fortunate enough when you say how do i right. stay on top of it I get so much knowledge of who comes in that I would say like to somebody who really said, how would you want to use cannabis and where would you want to get it from? I would say, I think you should do a DNA test to figure out how your body should be using the T D uh, THC and which THC is right. perfect for you and what cannabinoids are great for you because they have now this type of research mm -hmm. out there. And it's only about maybe a hundred bucks to get that done. And then once you get that done, you're able to really dial in on your specific body, your specific blood, your specific type that's going to help you with your moods rather than trial and error. Because right now, if you look at it, no matter what, most people have to try it and air it. Yes, this made me feel what? Tired, lethargic, happy, great energy. You know what I mean? Like you got to figure out, is it the indica? Is it the sativa? Is there really a big difference nowadays with everything being so hybrided anyways? You know, some people tell me that it's all mm -hmm. hybrided, Joe. There's no real true indica. There's no real true sativa. Then I hear from some people there is. So that's mixed communication that I'm hearing. But once again, I'm talking to every single grower do, do, like in the industry and, and owner of, of places. So it's, it's just funny that when you say that, you know, I, I don't have to smoke it to get the history of it. Yeah. Well, I, you know, and I think for our listeners, I mean, if, if there what if there's a DNA test out there, if there's something that you can go and figure out what is the, what is going to balance you, because that is cannabis is so unique to every single individual and how it makes us feel. And, you know, because we're all so different and we all we're out of balance in different ways and, and how our body functions as well. You know, for me, I know, and it's not all sativas, but I definitely, indicas I, makes me grumpy. It does not make, it does not, it's not enjoyable for me. You know, I, we've definitely had a lot of customers that have reached out, like when we have a certain strain, you know, our Dreamwalker or certain ones that they're like, that is the only thing that works for me. So tr it really is true that it's just so individual 
And if there was a test that kind of showed this is a blend of cannabinoids and, and terpenes and esters that really works for your body and what you're looking for, I mean, truly, that would, that would make it so much easier for everybody and I think just low the industry. Yeah, up as I remember well. interviewing these people on the show and looking at that aspect of the, you know, cannabis realm going, if someone's looking for the most benefit for themselves, they should really look into this. And I would literally just Google DNA cannabis because there's several companies out there that do that. I just remember interviewing one of the doctors and scientists and this lady that was that I interviewed wasn't a heavy cannabis user and consumer, but she's so about the plant and learning about it and explaining how much they can tell you how it's going to be better for you and what strains you should be using and what type of cannabis, even from the CBD. Like, should I be using CBDA? Should I be using CBDV? Which type yeah. should you be using? What's going to be best if you have the high blood pressure? What's going to be best if you have gout? What's going to be best if you have diabetes? There's all these solutions out there. But if you mm -hmm. do the DNA test, you can be able to figure that one out really precise rather than constantly just using whatever it is. And it's still good to use whatever. Don't get me wrong, in my opinion, as well in everybody mm -hmm. else's opinion. But you can just really dial it in. Yeah, that would that would be just amazing um, to be able to kind of not have to over experiment, but it's still fun to kind of experiment and try different ones out and and see how they yeah, how they make it feel. Yeah, so how do you? <laughs> yeah, that's where. We're oh yeah. At Biz and so you think Googling just DNA? Yeah, I want. I wish I, I was trying to Testing? look up the company as we're talking right now. Going, what the hell? And I was talking to one of our sponsors. So I was <laughs> different sponsors. I mean, this is this would be like you know. Epic for, for listeners to be able to dial in and if I'm not mistaken, DNA, DNA genetics, genetics might have been the company right there. Yes. Okay. And when you go to their site, you'll be able to get a package sent to your home. You need to be 18 or over to enter and all this other good stuff. But yeah, I believe it was DNA genetics. Okay. Worth checking out. Possibly. And if it's not them, find so out. <laughs> look into it um okay so how do you see cannabis really evolving in the entertainment industry as we continue down this, huh, this road in the entertainment industry huh well it's funny that you say entertainment industry because i think there's so many realms of entertainment when you say that i really take a look at the aspect of normalizing it in entertainment right being able to see it on tv like you see the George Lopez show, just using randomite something show. Well, I don't care what show you use, but they go to the bar. Friends, when they went to the bar, why couldn't they go to a dispensary or a somewhere, uh, you know, a smoke place? Mm -hmm. So, you know, when it, when you see how it could evolve in the industry of entertainment, that's what I think of. I'm thinking of not only the TV shows that we're seeing on Netflix come out or this network come out on different ones, uh, because there's so many different apps, too, that have different, more cannabis content. But I really feel and believe that for the entertainment aspect, it should be and start to be normalized. Even though we know it's not federally legal, we know it's looked at by the majority of people like, oh, there's a dispensary in all the biggest markets in the country right now. you got New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, mm -hmm. San Francisco. Those are the top four markets in the country with the most populated people. So therefore, those are going to have some TV shows, which a lot of TV shows come from those areas and including mm -hmm. Canada now, which Canada is fully legal. So why wouldn't we see now more shows that bring it in? normally like they're going to the bar normally yeah like they're doing things normally mm -hmm. and they may not be smoking it 
but it may be symbolic. You know what I mean? Like the Cheech and Chong, a bong right. on the counter, so to speak. They go to the dispensary. Something happens at the mm -hmm. dispensary. They got caught at the dispensary, the soccer mom. And now it becomes, oh my God, did you see Autumn at the dispensary? She was blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So it becomes funny. And it <laughs> for me, as I look at it for entertainment, that's how I see it evolving and becoming better for the majority and helping us understand that it could be used even if you're in using like a kung fu movie and they use some cbd as ointments or a fighting movie a ufc thing and yeah. they're using the creams and rubs as it so it's not just your normal sitcoms i see it being evolved eventually and what people normally do anyways except they just haven't put that in for the entertainment aspect because it's been so taboo I, I love it. I hope I hope we get there. I hope we can get there before federal legalization. You know, I feel like that's what they're all kind of waiting for um, because TV shows are national. And so that's kind of there's some, you know, the networks might be a little weary of it. But I look forward to I think so. I just think that, you know, being part when of you what we do. And we think about that and we think about a lot of these people that are in entertainment and that have big names that are out of the green closet, so to speak. And it's not like. I mean, more people need to come out, right? And fortunate, unfortunate, it's more people that look like you that need to come out that are in the entertainment industry that need to make it okay socially, that make it go like, oh my God, the normal white mom smokes and it's okay. And it's cool mm -hmm. that she's the soccer mom and she's the <laughs> what mom. Like, it's cool. The normal dad does that. The Ken and Barbie look do that. And oh, they're using the medicine. Like for me growing up too, like not only did I smoke at six, but cannabis was in our rubbing alcohol at before i was i can imagine i can remember right so like yeah. it was always the, the big jar of rubbing right. alcohol there was weed in it it's it's what it was i didn't know that, that i thought it was an ancient you know mexican secret or something i didn't know that that's part of the whole early <laughs> standpoint so we've been using it forever yeah. in yeah. my household and uh you know it's been one of those things that i just can see more people evolving especially with the entertainment industry and then it just takes over like oh okay it's no big deal <sighs> right one day I'm, i look forward to it <laughs> so our question of the day is always how do you elevate daily well my elevation daily is constantly using a different cbd and and i right now just popped this one i'll give them a plug look at that here we go <laughs> my tongue today, right? So, refined mm -hmm. effects. I use a couple drops in the morning and at night, and then I use creams and rubs on my ankle because I don't think you know this, but I just recently had ankle surgery about a year and a half ago, and they took out some ligaments in my ankle, shaved my heel bone, slid it over, add two screws into my heel, and I've still been in pain, but. I constantly use creams and salves on it and on my hips. I've had two hip surgeries. I've had torn labrums in my hips and I have a full handicap placard on my car because now I have arthritis in my hips. And thank God during the summer when it's warm, I'm fine. Wow. But once it gets a little cold and when this rain hits during the summertime, which has happened a few times, it makes me buckle. People think I have a pimp limp when it's no, it's not arthritis limp and a sore ankle that, you know what I mean? Aww. And the ankle injury goes back to eighth yeah. grade. So I elevate daily by using the 
CBD under the tongue and using the creams and salves on the hips. And um, sometimes at night I use the, um, uh, what is the scent called? That purple flower scent, lavender on my temples just to keep me nice and calm mm -hmm. and maybe a little sleep at night yeah. underneath my tongue. I just got a new sleep from another company. I wish I knew who it was so I can give them a plug, but I don't. <laughs> um, and, you know, <laughs> at night I'll use some sleep when I'm watching TV on the couch and pass out on the couch, but that's my normal daily use. And, and for here's even a funnier, crazier story, Autumn, because of my sobriety, I wasn't even using CBD at first. Like I was complete abstinence of everything for about 22 and a half years, maybe 23 years. Cause it's only been a few years since I've really been using it. And the only reason why I've been using it is because I was doing the show. And when I was doing the show, I was always an advocate of it, right? I wasn't the sober guy that smoking weed is your gateway drug. I always looked at it as a medicine. Hence I started using it as a kid with rubbing alcohol. I yeah. knew it was in my rubbing alcohol. And, you know, I, I didn't have a problem with it, don't have right. a problem with it. I just knew I had a personal problem with my addictions. So, therefore, I stopped. And I didn't want to get back into something that I could possibly get back into drinking every day, doing hardcore drugs every day. Because I was the coke, crank, heroin, crystal meth user, popping every pill you could imagine type of guy on top of steroids and everything else. So, therefore, I didn't want anything to trigger me. And I didn't realize that CBD had no psychedelic effect. I didn't realize rubbing a salve on myself or using a roll or anything wouldn't affect me. At first, I was afraid of it. Like, nope, that's going to get me high. And it wasn't until interviewing people like yourself and other scientists and doctors and just professionals, nurses, and really people in the industry that educated me. And I go, you know what? This is not only real medicine, but this isn't going to mess with my sobriety. This isn't going to mess with me psychedelically. This isn't going to do anything to me except make me feel better. And it's a true medicine. So for me, it was a funny yeah. step to get back into using the product, so to speak, and cannabis. And in a way, knowing that you can use cannabis without getting high, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. You can. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, that's what's really important. And then people don't understand, and especially like the topicals as well, that you're not going to get high from using them well, unless they're you know, super transformable ones. But, and I owe you, a, I owe you one oh, of my topicals. Right. We talked about that too. I'll get someone to come Please, drop one I for you. And I remember I even talking yeah. to somebody within the church, high ranking member, and used, uh, a, CBD uses creams, uses rubs. And when asked, do you use cannabis? He said, no. And I looked at him and I went, oh, so you're still afraid to tell the congregation you use cannabis. And he goes, but I don't. And I go, do you use CBD every day? He goes, yeah. I go, do you use that cream on your shoulder and your legs? He goes, yeah. I go, that's cannabis, brother. And he goes, oh my God, that's cannabis. you're right. I do. Huh? And I'm like, dude, I get it though. I was the same way. I go, so I heard you talking in this way. I'm like, no, I don't do that. And no, you do do it. You know what I mean? You just don't use anything mm -hmm. that no. psychedelically gets you high with so many people that think about yeah. it that way. You know, oh no, I don't use cannabis, but they're using a CBD or a salve or a cream or a rub. It's like, dude, no, you do use it. And this is the same medicine. It's just not getting you high like that. 
Well, Joe, where can our followers find you? Can you can always find me on Instagram at JoeGrande52 or on uh, Facebook and all the good stuff. And you can find the show, of course, Cannabis Talk 101 at Cannabis Talk 101. You can find my partner, my co-host, Blue, at the number one, Christopher Wrights. And uh, you can see us there doing all kinds of fun things. And we also have a magazine, the Cannabis Talk magazine. You can follow that and see all the good information. Matter of fact, we need to get Autumn Brands in the magazine I think we might have already went to print for this next one, but we've got to get you guys in one of these magazines that we got coming out and be a part of one of our events. Yeah, you guys, let's do it. You know, it's CannabisTalk101.com is the website. Go find us there and see us. As Autumn said at the beginning, we are the number one source for everything cannabis. And if nobody else loves you, we do. And Autumn, I love you for having me on your show. <laughs> wow. Well, this podcast is an extension of Autumn Brands, which was formed by the passion and knowledge of two families that focus on wellness, balance, and a higher self. Our family farm along the coast of Santa Barbara County uses sustainable farming techniques, natural sunlight, and pesticide-free cultivation. You can find our products in dispensaries throughout the state of California, or we can deliver directly to your home in the Santa Barbara area. Go to autumnbrands.com and follow us on Instagram at autumnbrands underscore. Thank you, Joe, so much for thank coming. You, you have a great, great to one. see you. Take care, babe.